are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. If you love sports and you love the greatest city on the planet, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week, we present for your listening pleasure this very podcast, chock full of all sorts of L.A. sports goodness. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, don't be afraid to head on over to Apple Podcasts and re- the review section and give us a friendly five-star review. Yeah. These are always appreciated. Yeah. You if know. you need instructions on how to do that, go to episode 117. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that number whatever was, right? Whatever it was. Yeah, we went through the whole thing. It is, it's not the easiest, but give it a try. We got a great show lined up for you this week. We'll, of course, give you updates on your Dodgers and Angels. But the big news this week, in case you hadn't heard, NBA free agency officially starts July 1st. Woo! Which That's means right. we have nothing to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> or so much to talk about. Uh, We're that much closer to finally finding out if our speculating and hypothesizing is anywhere close to actually becoming reality. This potentially being our last opportunity to discuss all hypotheticals in play. We're going to focus on two guys on this show who excel in not seeing eye to eye. The way in which these guys are able to disagree is truly an art form. Gentlemen, tonight, you have permission to take the gloves off. Yes. In this Guys in Shorts NBA Free Agency Smackdown. Woo! I'm your announcer, Jeff Wilson, in this corner. Wearing the blue shirt and khaki shorts, armed with his <laughs> well-thought-out research and stats, Victor, the Statman Costello. LeBron is coming to the Lakers. <laughs> I love it. And in this corner, wearing the black shorts, having just removed the Washington Nationals jersey, now bouncing his pecs <laughs> in a room full of two other dudes. <laughs> Armed with his gut instincts and his ability to relate to any professional athlete with an anecdote involving his days in a Division I athlete, Benjamin D. Juan Garcia! <laughs> that is a good intro, dude. I, th- I should be on the show more I should be on this show more often. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, you should. You're on here every week. Uh, no, I was about to, <laughs> wait, about? trying to figure that out. I know. I just want to be introduced like that. Oh, well. all right. oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I put some little stank on it. This yeah, you really did. did. A that little was extra. Nice. That yeah. Was nice. Yeah. Well, we're without uh, the Portuguese hammer and Mr. Who? Darren Besa. Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who exactly? <laughs> this couldn't be a more perfect episode to have you both here because you guys, I mean, it's no secret. You uh, are not afraid to disagree with one another. True. And that's usually the case. Right. And this week, we'll be talking about free agency and who, who, all the free agents available, all the, the, the big names, who we'd like to see in a Laker uniform, who we wouldn't like to see, if we think they're coming. And I feel like that is just ripe for some, some good old-fashioned disagreeing between the two of you. I think you're right. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> I Watch, can't wait. We're probably going to agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> don't. don't don't say it. There's no way that's possible. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. Before we talk free agency, though, I feel like we should talk about something that did already happen, and that's the NBA draft. The Lakers yeah. drafted Mo Wagner. It's with a V. With a v. You, you don't want correct. Darren to get upset no. with his German no. sensibilities. And a guy whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Vic, why don't you give <laughs> us your thoughts, since you're probably the only one that did any sort of research on these guys. Well, obviously, because there's three guys that they actually drafted. Oh! Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was probably way down the way down the road. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, Isaac Bonga is the other the other cat that they uh, that they they drafted. And just really great quick, names, I, yeah. great names. Obviously, the the Lakers saw something in these because these guys kind of went, especially Mo Wagner. Let's just let's, let's do a laser on him first. He went earlier than most people predicted. So when he was picked uh, by the Lakers at what was it twenty five that they had, um, it was it was kind of a surprise. But in the way that the Lakers play, you can kind of see why they did it. Um, yeah, because they can't shoot outside. Right. So this guy, he he can shoot outside. He 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 can actually shoot. He's great offensively. He has a ton of energy. And um, the one problem that they have, or most people had with him, is his defense. So that's one thing they're going to try to shore up with him. But as far as the Lakers' offense, he's going to fit right in because he's going to spread that court like no other. The other two guys are pretty much the exact same way, except for they can actually play a little bit of defense. But they're that type of of player that the NBA is now, uh, you know, uh, courting. I guess you can say with the long wingspan that can switch out and they can cover anybody and they can hit the outside shot. So that was really what the Lakers were looking for in this draft, and the three guys that they got fit that mold perfectly. So we'll have to wait and see if they pan out. Um, but I'm excited for Mo, Mo Wagner. I think he's going to be a, a fan favorite. Uh, his, his energy is going to be contagious, and as long as he can um, shore up that D, uh, I, I think it's going to be a great pick for the, for the Lakers. Yeah, he's already Darren's favorite player. <laughs> we should get him a jersey. A Wagner jersey. We should. Yeah. <gasps> ben, yes! talk to your guy out out uh, in front of Staples. And, I will. And yeah. get him. We're oh, not going to nice. pay for if it. If there's one at Target, yeah. I'll pick no. one up as well. No. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Any thoughts on the draft, Ben? Uh, well, did Vic sum it up? He did sum it up. The the, the benefit to having the 25, uh, 25th pick in the draft is that the, the Lakers don't have to pay him a whole lot. And so if we have the ability to sign, and, and we'll get there, to sign three big free agents or two big free agents, there's going to be room for him at the back end of the bench, especially if he can come in in spurts and, and make shots with guys like LeBron if he comes yeah. and, and whatever. And if they're able to spread the floor and he's, and he's open and be able to drop shots at a reduced salary, there's definitely going to be room for him. So I bet you when he got picked up, he was really excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who wouldn't be excited to be a Laker? Come on, well, yeah. The guys that get drafted and then go, don't get a contract and don't get picked up and just get outright <laughs> released. Those guys. That's good point. I yeah, guess there's point. those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough of that. Let's start. Let's start hop- hypothesizing again. Talking NBA free agency with our Lakers. I'm thinking. How about this? Before we talk about free agents, should we uh, put a cap on the whole Kawhi Leonard talk? When last we talked, we were still thinking that's a possibility. San Antonio essentially said, what? No. They closed the door in our face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reports are that they are only going to deal him to the east. Yeah. So depending on if you believe that or if you think that they're posturing. Well, you know, um, I I heard an interesting take the other day, which was that there is no benefit for them – working with the Lakers at this time. Mm -hmm. Because if they were to make the trade, let's say today, tomorrow, or the next day, now LeBron knows that Kawhi is already there and is already a Laker. So whether or not Paul George signs, he already knows that if he's going to sign, it's because there's another star there. Now, I think the take that I heard was that if the Lakers eventually offer the best deal for Kawhi Leonard – they're going to probably do it during the offseason after LeBron James has made his decision because they don't want to make that decision easier for him to go to the Lakers if Paul George decides to not go, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but LeBron's coming, so the Spurs are dumb. <laughs> everybody knows it. Yeah, everybody knows it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the Spurs honestly are losing. I mean, they they're losing the the upper hand in this now because if if Kawhi is now saying that I'm only signing with the team in LA, which could be the Clippers or the Lakers, who's going what are you going to give up for him? What team on the East is going to give up any anything good for a one-year rental? I, yeah. Nobody's going to do it. And the Lakers at this point don't have to make a trade either. It, you know, take uh, take Dang and a bag of chips, and uh, we'll take Kawhi. Oh no, okay. Well, we'll just wait till free agency next year. I mean, the Lakers really have no choice. They don't have to do anything at this point. You know what? Yeah. There's enough small market teams, and there's enough dumb general managers that would do what OKC did with Paul George if you can rent him for the entire year. Now, yeah, I but know- OKC thought they they had a shot at, at resigning Paul George, right? I don't think any team in the, especially if Paul George signs early, yeah, and they see how decimated OKC is. Yeah. San Antonio, I think, even loses more, you know, upper hand in this whole thing. So I think it's dumb for them. They should have traded him for lottery picks when they had a trade because I, I can guarantee you the Clippers were dangling twelve and thirteen. There's no way that they weren't. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure that somebody in the top five was dangling that pick in front of them, but you know they they wanted to be hard headed, I guess, and and not. Uh, and not do anything, so better for the Lakers, I guess. Hmm. I agree. I better don't. for the I Lakers. I don't, but, you know, let's, oh. let's move on. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would just be repeating myself. I, I, I don't think that the Spurs, I, whether they, okay, if they traded Kawhi today, if they traded him after, the, after uh, free agency or they traded him during preseason, I don't think that timing-wise it's going to impact whether or not they're going to get a good trade or a bad trade. So the more time that you have to evaluate the trade opportunities, I think, is what's best for that organization, right? So rather than just jumping and saying, oh, the Clippers are offering 12 and 13, we all know that most drafts only have about five really good NBA players and that everyone else after that doesn't materialize into anything. So getting a 12 and a 13, in reality, most of the, most of the time doesn't get you anything. So if they wait another month, and now let's say that you know there's, there's you know another team that that says, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we do have these pieces, and they see, you know, during the preseason, like maybe, we, maybe we can make a run in the playoffs, and they're willing to offer more later. I think it's what's best for the Spurs. So I don't think that the Spurs are losing out now. If they wait to the trade deadline, then I do believe that they are because now you're only renting that player for one month, and you haven't had an entire preseason and an entire season to get that cohesive team together going into the playoffs. So I don't think a lot of teams would be interested. So to me, I think you're going to see that trade being made after free agency and before the beginning of the season. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, let's talk free agency. And I feel like we should just start right at the top with uh, the big name. Maybe you've heard of him. LeBron James. Who? <laughs> L.A. Braun. <laughs> Boy, I'm getting fatigue of this. <laughs> of course you I really are. I know. I know. All right. Ben, why don't we start with you, since right. you've got fatigue, and I love seeing you uh, I have a disgusted look on my face. <laughs> For those of you well, who can't is, see, because we're doing is, a podcast. This is a great one, because Vic thinks LeBron's coming to the Lakers and is excited about yeah. that possibility. Ben does not want LeBron on the Lakers. I'm conflicted. Okay. So from from a, from the standpoint of podcasting, from an interest level standpoint, I believe that it's what's best for our podcast. I believe it's what's best for the NBA, and I think it's what's best for ESPN, Fox Sports, and all of the outlets that you listen to to get your NBA news. Without question. 
when you think about what he's bringing to the Lakers organization, I equate him to being the Albert Pujols of the NBA. He has his best years oh, behind him. Close. You're signing. <laughs> if you think about when the Angels signed Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols was still hitting 285. He was still hitting 40 home runs, and he was knocking in 120 RBIs per year. Look at it. The first two years that he played with the Angels, you saw those numbers come down incrementally. They weren't terrible, but it was incremental, you know, and you saw it even when he was still playing with St. Louis that he was starting to go on his way down. Now, I know you're going to argue that LeBron had his best season this year. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty solid argument. It really is. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that he's 33 or 34 years old. He's got 38 year old legs, and this isn't going to be something you're going to see in the long term. Now, there's two things that he can do. He can sign a a, a max four-year deal with an opt-out clause probably in year two or year three. Or he can do what he's been doing to the to the Cavaliers and sign a two-year deal opting out after the first year. So basically he's signing one-year deals, keeping your foot to the fire to make sure that you're continually putting the best foot forward to keep him in a winning program. Every team that he has done that for, eventually when he leaves, they're decimated. And so we've spent six, or is this five years now? We've missed the playoffs consecutively, five or six years. Sounds right. So he's going to come in and he's going to be our savior. Now, if he comes, he's going to play well this year, but I think that you're going to see a decrease in his ability from what it was last year and from what it was the year before. He's going to cost a lot of money. And then at the end of the season, he's going to say, I want you to sign all of these people for more money. And then when he leaves eventually in two years, we're going to be stuck with the Tristan Thompson deal. We're going to be stuck with probably Brandon Egram flying away because he doesn't want to have anything to do with him like Kyrie did to him earlier. So he's just not the type of player to me that you want to bring in. Now, if he's 25 years old and you know you've got a bunch of upside in his career, then absolutely you bring him in. But to to build a team around a guy that's as old as he is, I just don't think that that's the best thing between the, the, the lines in the court. Vic, yes, your response. He's wrong. LeBron is not on his way down. Will he be on his way down soon? Probably. That's, I mean, that's just happening. It's human nature. I I think he still has another two or three good years in him. Okay. Um, And then I think it's going to be a a pretty rapid uh, decline because I think the miles will catch up with him. Um, But that being said, that's why you bring in Paul George. That's why you bring in Kawhi Leonard. So he doesn't have those miles on him anymore. Kawhi's not yeah. coming, by the way. He's coming. Um, <laughs> he's, I'm he's, sure we'll he, get there, right, Jeff? He, yeah, right. yeah, he's most definitely coming, just like in Field of Dreams. Um, <laughs> Speaking so, into existence. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. Like we've talked about before, there's only one guy that has been on a team that did not have any kind of analytics on his team, and that's LeBron James. So he has been the one person in in the NBA that's an anomaly. He doesn't need a team of of guys uh, building a team around him uh, because for some reason Cleveland hasn't wanted to do it, didn't want to do it, Miami didn't want to do it. The Lakers have that. So you combine the anomaly along with the algorithm. Oh, wow, I just made that up. Can, Ooh, I, can I hashtag that out? Yeah, please do. Um, I want you to define those words for me. You put those two together, you surround them with two guys. Paul George is 26, Kawhi's what, 28? Something like that, 29? Yeah. So they're re- they're really young. Yeah. You allow Brandon Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma or Julius Randle, whoever the young guys that stay with this team to learn how 
to learn how to win a championship. You yeah. teach them the way that it's done. So when LeBron, if LeBron is only here for two years, right? And let's say we get one championship out of those two years, right? Now they, they've tasted that. They know what it takes to get there. And they don't have to do that 10 years of, of waiting to get to first round, second round, third, you know, conference finals, lose. Oh, and then we get to the NBA. No, no, no. You learn now. And then so... You, if LeBron leaves in two to three years, you still have Kawhi, you still have Paul George, along with Brandon Ingram, whoever it is. I think it's the perfect mix. Let me let to me be ask you this. You. Let me ask you this. I, I agree with some of that, but let me just take it from a different perspective. Think about OKC six or seven years ago, right? They had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Those were all homegrown talent that they drafted. Now, if you remember, that team was together for several years. And if you remember, they every year, like you were saying, they made it to the first round, made it to the second. You know, they they struggled, and eventually, you know, Harden, Harden left, and then they made the NBA Finals, and then they lost in six. But the fact is, is that that team was grown organically. And then you look at Golden State. Golden State became Golden State because they they were developed organically. They were drafting those types of players. Now the Lakers have had the opportunity to draft Ingram, Lonzo, Kuzma, all these different guys, Randall. And I know it's, it's hard as a Lakers fan to, to say no to a LeBron, but isn't there an argument to be made that if these guys are really showing you that they could be the future, that you don't bring in an old guy that's going to change your style of play, that's going to really take the ball out of these hands and the growth out of these, out of these players, and you know, you're going to just become an old team really quickly rather than just letting these guys grow organically and seeing how it turns out. I don't see how they become an old team, first of all. I don't agree with that Just at all. with LeBron. Isn't there an argument, though? Because, I mean, that makes sense, but I think the argument would be you're bringing in LeBron, and, and there's, there's two scenarios here. He, he comes in, and he keeps doing LeBron things and, and wills this team at he, least into the playoffs. I don't think he and, can will this team in the Western Conference. I think he's been LeBron, and this is this has always been the knock, and I know, Vic, that you've mentioned it, why he's not going to ever be Michael Jordan. I disagree with that, but I agree with the knock that he is who he is because he plays in the East. I believe that if even if he plays the type of basketball that he's played over the past, past, past few seasons, here with the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't think that he's going to – will these teams to win the way he has with the Cavaliers in the East over the past few years? I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but that would only need to happen if, if nobody else came. Well, so I know for sure Kawhi's not going to be here this season. Not this season. Okay. He'll be here next year. I, I, I disagree with that. <laughs> oh, no, he'll be here. Because I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to trade for him. Now, I'm, and I'm just going to throw a team out, right? Uh, Milwaukee. Now, I don't know what they have to offer, but let's, let's just make an argument that because Milwaukee's in the East – You've already got uh, Zaka 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 Duda. That guy. Yep, that's his name. <laughs> I don't. I can't even. Shohei pronounce. Otani. We yeah. drafted his brother. They've got. They've got Shohei. Right? <laughs> if you were to put a Kawhi on that team and they make the Eastern Conference Finals, what's his incentive to now? Now they're going to probably have the birds right, bird rights to him, and he'll be able to sign a max extension with them. I'm just saying that the the that's just something that could potentially happen. So if the Lakers don't get him this year, which I don't think will happen because he's on the Spurs now and the Spurs don't want to deal with the Lakers, he could be put in a position like 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 George was last year where if Carmelo, Russ, and, and George all figure it out and they win a championship, 
Paul George is not coming to the Lakers. So all I'm saying is if he goes to the East, he could make them a contender. They can sign him to a max deal. He's no longer in San Antonio. I don't think that it's a slam dunk that he comes to the Lakers. I, I, I totally disagree. I think it's the same scenario with Paul George, except for Kawhi is being a little bit more assertive than Paul George. Both both these guys are not assertive people, by the way. Um, yeah, I was going to say assertive. I don't think uh, Kawhi Leonard has said one word to the media since this has all gone down. No, but he is. But he is. Okay, Paul George never said that he was going to tell other teams that he's he's not re-signing and he's coming to the to Los Angeles. He ne- that those words never came out of his camp. Nobody ever wrote about that. That has been written, and and I believe that it's it's true. I think out of his camp, they have told teams, "Look, if you want to rent me for a year, I'm going to play my ass off. Fine, but after that year is over, I'm gone." So whatever you trade, don't trade a lot, and you know, don't don't decimate your team because if it, if people if teams didn't really believe that, Boston he should be playing for Boston right now. Boston has plenty of of of, of draft picks still left. They have plenty of young guys, but that never happened. So I I, I really do believe that he's he, wherever he goes, he's going there for a year. He wants to come back home to play. And I and I really believe that Kawhi, LeBron, and Paul George have been planning this for about a year now. To oh, get all on the same team, that foil hat is coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, listen, if <laughs> all right, if that's the case, then he'll be there. But I just I don't see it happening. All right, I score round one for Vic. Round two, <laughs> there was Let's no logic or about... thought process behind his <laughs> <own> argument. <laughs> Paul George. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about him. I mean, I feel like we're going to agree here, Vic. What's the percentage? What's the the chances that Paul George is a Laker? Um, by the uh, start of the season, I would say about one hundred and one percent. One hundred and one percent, Ben. I say ninety five percent. Ninety five percent. And now thoughts on that? Are we both in agreement that this is? I love Paul George. Yes, I've liked him when he I, I, back in his his Pacer days prior to him getting hurt with the Olympic team. Yeah, you know, coming back from that horrific injury, what he brought to that that team before he you know he left last season. Uh, I think that he shined on the court when uh, uh, Russell Westbrook wasn't on the court last year. I think he's a hell of a player. I think he can play defense. I think he's long. I think he can, he can switch. He can create his own shot. I think he would be a great addition to the Los Angeles Lakers, and I would love to see him in the purple and gold. Oh, my gosh. That makes wow. me question whether we want him or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ben. That's why I told, that's why I told you we were going to agree. I love it when you're rainbows and butterflies. Seriously. Vic? I mean, you know, Ben nailed it on the head. He's probably one. Him and actually Kawhi are probably, you know, in the top five of two-way players that can play offense and defense. We all know, I mean, LeBron blocks shots, but he's not really a defensive player. Not anymore. Yeah. So he, you know, uh, what's one of the things that I always will put Kobe over over LeBron is 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 – Kobe always wanted to guard the other the team's best, best player. player. I love that. Yeah, and, and he wanted to shut him that's down. That's that bulldog tenacity yeah. that he brought, which is why he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, and and uh, you know, LeBron's never been that way. Yeah. You know, he 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 won't he won't try to shut you down on defense. But um, can we talk a little bit about Paul George? Oh yes, please. Can we can we put on some tinfoil hats right now? I have a great conspiracy. Oh, I love your conspiracies. You yes. Yeah. Can yeah, we tune no. into Clouded for uh, yes for the okay, great. <laughs> Clouded podcast? So by the way, Victor Costello. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I kind of connected the dots, kind of like um, uh, what was that movie with the uh, the schizophrenic uh, mathematician? Rain Man? No. <laughs> oh, what what is know. that movie? Beautiful called? Mind. This yes, makes, this that makes one. great pod. Yes, right thank here. you. Beautiful Mind. 
I kind of went into beautiful mind mode and all these things started like, you know, connecting. And I was like, wow, oh, wait, wait, what? That happened and that happened? So my, my conspiracy theory is that ESPN is uh, now uh, the Lakers propaganda machine. Let me explain. Ooh. Let me explain. Okay. So Ramona Shelburne, who works for ESPN, has become the Lakers lapdog, right? I mean, she, she's mm-hmm. the insider. She's in with Jeannie. Um, she seems to know everything that's going to happen with the Lakers before it happens. I wouldn't call her a lapdog. I'd say she's a journalist, but continue. <laughs> she's a journalist. That's a lapdog. And, it's offensive, um, Vic. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Don't... <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to talk about Brian Windhorst, who was a lapdog for the for LeBron James. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. All right. So here we go. Ramona Shelburne, right? So she, she to me, whenever she's in an interview, whatever, she seems way too relaxed when people ask her about, you know, is this guy coming or is that guy coming? And the Lakers going to get anybody. She just seems, she never seems like stressed, right? Why would she? She's not in charge of bringing anybody. All she's doing is reporting. Well, because most of the times when, like, let's say, let's say they're asking Eric Pincus, right? And he'll be like, I, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I, look, this could happen, this could happen, and this could happen. Ramona comes on and she's like, eh, well, you know, uh, anything's She is possible, very relaxed. I guess. Her, yeah, yeah. You know, it's totally different. Like, I'm not saying with the words that she's saying, yeah. the the way that she says it, she knows something, right? She's the one that broke the, when, uh, when Jeannie Buss came out and tweeted about, um, when she was in New York and she said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never, you know, not trust or not believe whatever she was that she said and it said dot, 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 you know, and everybody was like, oh my God, Kawhi is in, in New York, da, da, da. She's the one that broke the news that it was leather pants that she was talking about. So Jeannie had to have contacted Ramona and said, dude, this is what I was talking about. Like everything else that everybody else was talking about. So, okay. She just didn't want to get tampering, uh, you know, charged. So, right. But <laughs> so she right, reported right. to Ramona and said, hey, exactly. Leak this. Exactly. Okay. So she reported to Ramona. Right? I think so, anybody in power has somebody like that. Right. Exactly. You're right. You're correct. Okay. Lapdog. So, Lapdog. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, yesterday breaks early morning, right? Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, our favorite Woj bomb guy who is not in a Lakers lapdog, reports uh, come out that said uh, LeBron James doesn't want to... He tweets out LeBron James doesn't want to have like a big, huge hoopla for his... He doesn't his, want to be courted, yeah. He doesn't want to be courted. He doesn't want the videos. He doesn't want to know about your future. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want any of that stuff, right? Most people, of course, retweeted him. He got on Reddit saying, oh, this is what Adrian's saying, right? But he wasn't saying that. He was retweeting an article that our Laker lapdog, Ramona Shelburne, had written about mm. LeBron James. Now, nobody else in the national media was reporting on this. It was just her saying that LeBron James doesn't want AB. That's because a tweet is more powerful than an article. Right. <laughs> Honestly, true. because no, a tweet is 120 characters, or what's it, like 200 now? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Versus reading an entire article, which takes a lot of time. And Ramona does her homework, and, and she's got really great articles, but they do take some time to read. Oh, yeah, totally. So... Uh, my thinking is like LeBron's people went through Ramona, and this is what we want the national media to know, right? Because again, she's in she's in the know, she's in she's within the circle of trust, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have Adrian tweeted out because she didn't tweet it out herself. Adrian did. She retweeted Adrian, right? Why wouldn't you re- Why wouldn't you come out with your own article? It doesn't make any sense, right? They wanted to seem like it was more of a national story in my eyes than it was a local story of a local reporter talking about you know po- a possible Lakers player. That same day, right, later on, uh, Paul George on his Instagram 
shows a picture of Lance Stevenson who didn't get picked up by the Indiana Pacers. The interesting thing about that was at the very end, he's he was mad at the Pacers for not re-signing him. At the very end, he makes a comment about um, in this business you got to take care of you, and he puts Y O U in huge capital letters. Right? That's kind of interesting, right? And you're like, huh? It's kind of weird. That you know that comes out and everybody's talking about it. You know, did it? What does he mean by but, that? You know, what do you mean? What does that mean? You ha- listen. You always have to take care of yourself and your family first and foremost. So to put that in, in a tweet, I mean, that's exactly what it means. There is no ulterior motive behind that. Right? Oh, Ben, his that's, his family. You're that's right. So amateur. Thank you for saying that. His family. <laughs> I agree. It's both. You always have to look out for number one. No, yeah, but, one, no one's going to look out for you the way you look out for yourself. Right, but there's plenty of players that will take a pay cut to go to play for a team that they're not thinking about their family. So hold on to that thought. All right. Um, Boy, this is a uh, roundabout. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then also that We're same- We're going deep down the rabbit deep hole. Deep down the rabbit hole. That same day, the uh, Lakers script for a player from Palmdale leaks, right? It oh, just yes. suddenly gets out right, on the internet. Right, like. Right. Oh wow! Look at this is some about some guy from Palmdale that they're trying to recruit to the team, right? So uh, Paul George is just blowing up on this day. The Lakers news is just blowing up on this day, right? All Lakers, LeBron, Paul George, da 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 da. -da. Then the bombshell drops. ESPN is doing a three-part series with who? Paul George. And this was that announced the same day? Same day. Later, after all of this happens, that comes out, right? That does seem awfully convenient. Exactly. Now, uh, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if everybody knew, if everybody, if there was no doubts that Paul George was coming, right? Because you're like, fuck, I'm not going to watch. Why am I going to watch that? Like, we all know he's coming to LA. That's what everybody's saying, right? Well, about a week ago, a good uh, NBA reporter who writes for the New York Times decided to uh, write an article saying that there's rumblings around the league that Paul George is staying with OKC. So for about a week, week and a half now, that's what everybody's talking up Before this day happened, everybody was talking about that. Like, oh, man, like he's going to stay. In, like The Lakers aren't getting anybody. Like if, if Paul George doesn't come, then LeBron's not coming. Then da-da-da-da. He's going to stay he's OKC. He's going to get paid. He liked Russell Westbrook. Be all this off. other stuff, right? Who did uh, Mark Stein used to work for? Oh, yeah, that four-letter word, ESPN. Oh. He used to work for ESPN. So here's where my tinfoil hat comes on. That tweet was dropped, and that was leaked, because nobody else in the nation reported on that except for Mark Stein. That's where all of the news reports came from, that one tweet, right? And uh, But you have to remember that each reporter has their own people, right? The the their, Who they go to for information. So potentially... You know, Mark Stein may have had the only connection to Paul George's agent or whatever. So you can't necessarily say that that's a tinfoil hat ESPN thing. It just could be that he was the right, the one guy at the right place at the right time. Oh, no, because if you're going to spend money on a three-part series on a player that's going to go somewhere and the ending is not in doubt, why would anybody watch? You want to set it up so, like, there's doubts, little tiny doubts in people's minds. So that I got to watch the show now. Is that he, is true. Is, is but he going to go to OKC but you're gonna be or watching is he going to go to Los Angeles? But you're going to be watching it after he's already made his decision. No, because the first part, there's two parts. Now, One just right. aired today. Yes. There's two. There's a second part where uh, they haven't announced what that second part is. And then the third part is when he's announcing what team he's playing for. 
So we won't know what team he's playing for until this thing is done. And you know how much ADD we have as a country now is that each of these parts are only six minutes. <laughs> only six <laughs> Or seven oh, minutes or something like that. Remember so the day when, like, you know, you had 30 for 30? Well, shit, that's just way too long. Now. We're going <laughs> yeah. to do three shorts of yeah. six minutes. Yeah. I'm surprised we're seeing this at all with, with how LeBron's decision yeah, when he went too. to Miami actually, was such yeah. a debacle. Yeah. I, I'm actually really surprised, too. But so this is just proof proof to me. And then watching the first part of today's ultimatum, I think they're calling it, or I don't know what the mm-hmm. hell they're calling it. Ultimate decision, I think, is what it's, it's being dubbed or something like that. Um, he's so coming to LA. Oh. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All that to say, 101%. Oh, yeah. He's coming to LA. He's I coming like to that LA. Conspiracy theory. I got to yeah. be honest, yeah. this round is going to Vic unless, Ben, you can uh, give us an <laughs> anecdote that compares you to a professional athlete. Paul <laughs> oh, George, anything? I can't anything? do that in this. Sorry, <laughs> round under pressure. Round two to goes to Vic as well. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. This round three. Let's talk about LeBron's BFF, Chris Paul. <laughs> Let's talk about him. Chances, uh, well, where do we want to start? Chances he's coming and your thoughts on if the Lakers end up with him. I'll just start with saying that he is not worth any more than a two-year contract at max money. And he wants more than that. So as a Lakers owner, as a Lakers GM, and as a Lakers fan, I'm not interested. Fair enough. You know you know what's funny is, is um, when, you, when, you, when you're talking about max contracts in the NBA, it's always uh, short point guards later on in their you know uh, NBA career really fall off the cliff pretty quick and he's already um, done so yeah he's not worth max money yeah. in my eyes so I, and I, injury I don't, and injury wise too yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think he's coming I hope the Lakers aren't even talking about him coming because I think that would be a huge huge mistake if they signed him for a max contract yeah now now what happens when LeBron says I come with Chris Paul that's see that's and that's why question. I don't like LeBron because LeBron's the kind of guy who wants to get others paid. He 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 passes on the court and he passes in business relationship. <laughs> like he does. If you are friends with LeBron, you will profit. And he's best friends with Chris Paul, and I I wouldn't say that it's beyond LeBron to walk in and say, "Yes, I will sign on the dotted line, but you need to pay this guy max money because I run with him." And now the Lakers sign him to a four-year deal. I don't. I don't think that happens it's, at all. It's going to be an atrocious thing. We have to get rid of other players later on because we just can't afford it to stay under salary cap, uh, you know, provisions. And no, I he take he, LeBron so and Chris Paul. He and only did that in Cleveland because he ran Cleveland. He didn't do it in Miami because he had Pat Riley there. Okay. He's not going to do it in L.A. because he's got Magic and the and the whole uh, Laker trust there. He's he's just not going to do it. And if okay. he wants to you do mean, it, the once Laker he's under trust, contract, they're not going to. Jerry Buss has died. Uh, hasn't made it to the playoffs in five years. Now, granted, Magic is new, but you think he's going to trust that that management regime that hasn't even managed to make it to the playoffs? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think this is a totally different regime that uh, has gained uh, the respect of people around the league. I Listen, I love Magic as much as anybody. He is my favorite player to ever play. To me, I think he's made some good moves in his position, but I don't think Magic has proved anything. And so to blindly follow no. just because you're an NBA, you know, hall, hall of Famer, you know, but you haven't really done anything as a GM, I think is is blind. And I don't think LeBron is blind. I think he's very smart, and I think he looks at that. And I and I don't think that he's going to blindly follow whatever Magic says because he hasn't proven himself. No, in no, this no. Realm. You're you're looking at it wrong. I'm not saying he's going to follow what Magic says. I'm saying LeBron is going to follow what Magic says because 
Uh, and you also got to remember, this is Rob Palinka too, who who is uh, an agent. He was an agent, so he knows how to talk to these players. He knows how this whole. It's one of the reasons why the Lakers are actually probably in the running for any of this is because of Rob Palinka more than Maddie Johnson. Okay, um, because he's the behind the scenes guy, and uh, and and there's no more squabbling within Laker Laker ranks. Okay, well hold on. So that's fine. You guys disagree. Let's just say this for our purposes. Let's play hypotheticals because that's what we do. Okay. Let's say LeBron does tell them if Chris Paul if you can get Chris Paul I'm in and that's the only way we can get LeBron Vic do you still want LeBron if it means we have to to sign a max Chris deal Paul? four years 30 million or whatever whatever the maximum they could offer is no because Chris Paul is he's an like I you know he's an aging player that's going to be on the decline like but if you're you bringing get, in Paul you George LeBron, and Kawhi right you love right, LeBron that's stuck. why I'm asking but that has but I'm, that doesn't mean I'm blind you're no, no, stuck. No. I'm just saying, plain and simple, would you want LeBron if it meant we had to get Chris Paul? No, because Chris game? Paul is on the decline. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, we'll give that. We'll score that round a draw. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How about Kevin Durant? Is there any possibility he does not re-sign with Golden State? No. No. Yeah. He's, yeah. He'll be back there? Yes. All yeah. right. We'll move on. That, that and actually, draw and actually, uh, and I know this is not uh, a, a Northern California podcast, but uh, do you think Dwight Howard, an old Laker, is going to end up in uh, Golden State? Uh, if I were Golden State, I would touch. I wouldn't touch him with the ten foot pole. I agree. Yeah. But if if you think about, to me, what I've criticized of Golden State is that they don't have depth or size in the middle. And they they struggle when they go against guys that are you know basically their only bruiser is Green who's what like six eight he's an undersized power forward so if you bring in a seven foot Dwight Howard who can put in twenty points a night pull down ten boards when he when he's inspired I think that he definitely beefs up that interior and would make them a better team but I, I believe he's a, he's a cancer team. and for that reason I wouldn't sign him but. But I, I have a feeling I have a feeling that Golden State is going to look into into signing him as a free agent now that he's being released by Brooklyn. I don't think they. I don't think I think he makes them a worse team. You do. Yeah, he can't shoot from outside. He he's going to muck up. Neither the can Zsa Zsa Gabor or whatever. Yeah, his but name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, that's it. Yeah, nailed it. No, Zsa Zsa actually had a decent uh, midway jumper, so okay. he wasn't a down low kind of guy. Okay, and he and because of that reason, they were able to run the pick and roll very. He was a good passer, and he was able to hit that shot. So you had to guard him when that pick and roll was happening up top. You right. couldn't lay off of him because, you just, well, thanks for the two points. Pachulia. Isn't that his name? Zaja yeah, Pachulia. All, yeah, no, but I, like, I like Ava Gabor better. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, 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 and so, no, I, I think he would make them worse both on the – uh, you know, as a player yeah. and, and as, as a cancer, like you said, in the, in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. I, just, okay. I, I was just curious. Good. Good, good. Uh, two last names. I don't know if these ones even matter, but but they're of note, and there's been rumblings of of the names Boogie Cousins and DeAndre Jordan. Any any possibility we we whiff on the other guys and end up stuck with with one of them? And is, would we want one of them? Is DeAndre going to be a free agent, or would we need to trade for him? He has a player option. So yeah. one of the things that they're talking about is he could do the Paul George and, and yeah. sign and then do the sign and trade yes. type of de- yes. thing that uh, uh, not Paul George, uh, Chris Paul did. So yeah, he's he has a player option. He has until Friday to pick up that player option. So okay. most of the people think the reason why the Clippers traded away, <laughs> I love Paul this trade. Because of him. Austin Rivers is gone from the yes, Clippers. Yes, we should mention that. Yeah. Get a little Clippers talk yeah. in for John Marquez. 
Yeah, so the Clippers traded away Austin Rivers. Turn the got, volume up, John Marquez. They got Here Martin you go. Gortat, and I think I think the the Clippers know that DeAndre is leaving because uh, he there's no reason to pick up more you know Gortat unless you think you have a pretty good reason to think that he's leaving. Yeah. So I, I think he's headed to Dallas again. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. He's going to Dallas. The reports are Dallas is ready to forgive him. Wow. So. Wow. We'll see. I, I personally think that uh, Brooke Lopez is a much better center. Yeah. Because he's just an all-around better NBA athlete. DeAndre Jordan is a phenomenal uh, chop blocker, and he's great at you know picking up a rebound and putting it right back in. Right. So he's going to give you 12 points a night, probably a couple blocks and a few rebounds. But to me, Brooke Lopez, for the money, he can shoot the three. Uh, I think that he's better laterally defensively. Uh, so I think if they have the opportunity to re-sign Brooke, I would do that over signing DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. All go. right. Good job. You know what, Ben? I'll give you that last round. Well done, sir. Uh, well done. Hey. still wins. <laughs> good, good stuff, though, guys. Good stuff. So so then let's let's play this game, since we kind of know where you guys stand on all, all these right, players. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the, by the next time we record, that'll be, what, four days into free agency. Yep. We should... We should know some stuff by then, right? Yeah. We'll know a little bit. What, uh, what, where do you see, who's going to be wearing a Laker jersey? So wait, is that July 3rd? In a week. I guess it'll be, yeah, yeah the 3rd or 4th. Okay, okay. Yeah, the 3rd, okay. yeah. So I don't think they can actually sign on the ledger to like the 5th or 6th. But they can, they but, can make an verbal agreement. But I think right. the verbal, I think you're going to hear that Paul George is going to be a Laker. I think that Kawhi still will be with San Antonio, and I don't think that that will have moved at all from where we stand today. I think LeBron will still be making his decision. So I think that the Lakers are going to be exactly who they are right now with Paul George. Okay. All right. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Vic? Yeah. Yeah. What do you um, think? I where, think we, where will we be next week? I think we will know that uh, Paul George is, is, is a Laker, that he has agreed to become an, a, a Laker on the ESPN third part special that he's doing <laughs> god it's so annoying that i have to say that it's it really i don't know i don't I, anyways does um, that does that make uh the lakers even more hated by anyone oh, who's dude, not if a you laker go on fan? like reddit or twitter like people are hating on the lakers like they're hoping that we get nobody which honestly won't be that bad you know like ben has pointed out we have a great young core sure yeah i mean i, I think the lakers are in our win-win situation to be honest with you. would yeah. it suck yeah uh, in the long run, though, it, it wouldn't be too bad. So, yeah. but anyways, uh, I think we have Paul George, and I think the morning of the morning or afternoon or or late afternoon uh, on July third, the that we record, we're going to hear that LeBron is coming to the Lakers. Really? Yeah. And we're so gonna Paul be talking George about it. and LeBron. Yep, we'll be talking about it on the be podcast. Yep, Lakers by next week. There you go. All right, I like it. Before we move on. Vic, you posted a poll that uh, got some pretty good numbers online. I feel like yeah. we should we should kind of pose that to the group. So yeah, we uh, we definitely put up a poll, and um, it was the most uh, votes that we've gotten uh, in any poll that we've ever put up. Uh, and now, mind you, I know some people are going to laugh when I throw out this number, but for us, this was really good. So yeah, bear with us, right? We had 99 votes. We were one vote shy of 100. Come on, people. Yeah. Most of our, most I of our polls go like 30 to 40, right? Like, Did you vote, somewhere around there. Oh, I'm not even on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you ridiculous 13-year-old teenage girls. Uh, good job, I hear man. The Bachelor's on I was, I was on watching soccer recaps. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, and and you know we were we were, you know trying to get the the feel of people in LA, and we really wanted to know how they felt, right? So the question that we posed to them was, who will be the next Lakers player to win the MVP? The first Laker that we asked was uh, Brandon Ingram, right? I think he's probably the best chance of of becoming into a budding star that the Lakers have sure. right now, and he's too soft. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he, you know, he has a great basketball IQ. He has a wingspan of somebody that's like twenty feet tall. And uh, they stay been, healthy, play eighty-two games, and show me you can win in the playoffs, and then I'll think about it. He hasn't shown me shit. He's too soft. <laughs> Continue. Wait, how can you call him soft if he hasn't shown you anything oh, yet? No, he's shown me enough to be soft. He hasn't shown me that he's that he can win, and that he could be an MVP. Continue, oh continue. Anyways, like I you said, just this is the Laker that has yep. the best chance. Yep. Yeah. See, not ben, him. Ben, okay. ben, who has the so best chance him. then? Keep con- continuing. Keep I want to hear the, the gonna, rest of the he's list. He's going to give you his, <sighs> okay, his so He's just the next crapping Laker, the next, the next Laker that we put up there was LeBron James. So no. is LeBron James going to be the next Laker <laughs> to no. win the MVP? Now, I know a lot of people are probably saying he's not even a Laker yet, but he's coming. To, he's he's yeah. going to be a Laker. Okay, fair enough. Ben says no. The The third choice that we gave was Paul George. Because again, mm-hmm. he's going to be a Laker. So you know how how close his chances he have of, of of being an MVP. And finally, the last choice that we gave people was a uh, future Laker to be Kawhi Leonard, who was an NBA Final MVP, um, probably the best two way player in in the league. And uh, the results are in. You guys ready? Ready. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Ben, let's get your take first. I don't think. Who do you vote? I don't think you any- got to choose one. All right. <laughs> Can I can God. I preface it by saying that none of those guys would win it? No, just choose one. Those are the options given. The, there's okay. no none Vote of the, in the above. The if poll. you had the best possible answer, you, you know, you speak over me a lot. I was going to answer the question. Paul George would Perfect. be would be the one that I would choose. But <laughs> there's no but. No, there is a but. When you're taking the SAT, yes. did, and it was a multiple choice. <laughs> yes. Did you get to write down below in pencil? But Jeff, he probably did. <laughs> he probably, he probably did. did. If this question yeah. was on there, I would have written below. <laughs> this is the answer that you're looking for, but let me tell you why it's wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I should trademark stuff. that and make a shirt. You really should. <laughs> no, but I mean, here's, here's the thing. If you look at the recent MVP candidates, it's guys that are flamboyant. Right, oh, you you look okay. at James Harden, you look at Russell Westbrook, you know, you look at AI, you know, ten years ago, those are the types of players that the NBA hoists into the MVP uh, category. What about Kevin Durant? Has he won? Steph an M- Curry. Has he won an MVP? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck Steph Curry. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> those are MVPs too. Okay, there, there are exceptions, but but what I'm saying is that the current trend is that you're going towards those types of players, and right. I don't think that any so like LeBron is an MVP guy. He should be the MVP every year. He is the most valuable player on any team he plays for. But I think that if the Lakers do get him, that he is on the downside of his career playing in a conference that's much tougher, I don't think that he's got the legs to be able to be an MVP. Kawhi Leonard is a good player. He probably would be the best choice of those four, but I don't think he's going to be a Laker ever. So that's why I, I choose Paul George because I think he will be the best player in a Lakers uniform over the next couple of years. I just don't think that he has the pizzazz to win an MVP. Oh, I think he's no got the sugar. game. <sighs> no, that was Tim Duncan. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a little bit of sugar, right? Okay. But I mean, like it's 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 lightly sugar. Yeah, right? Tim okay. Duncan would have done raisins a three part right. 
ESPN. Little brown I'm really going to harp on that three-part ESPN. Right. So I, I say it with an asterisk. <laughs> it would probably be Paul George. With an asterisk. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Okay, so Fair what, did the, what did the people say? The people, well, with 12% of the vote was Kawhi Leonard. Okay. 13% of the vote was Paul George. Really? Yeah. 24% of the vote was Brandon Ingram. Hmm, okay. And the overwhelming choice to win MVP as the next Los Angeles Laker was LeBron James. Wow. Yep. There you go. Yep. The people have spoken, Ben. The people have spoken. Yeah, the people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic, Ben. Good stuff. Before we close the chapter on Laker Talk, we're uh, 50 minutes in. <laughs> we haven't even yeah, talked the, Dodgers and Angels. Should, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll those just, will be quick. Those will we'll, be quick. We'll breeze through those real yeah, quick. Yeah. Nothing happened, especially the Angels. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even. You know what? We won't talk about the Angels this week. It's just not Hold good. on. <laughs> uh, we lost 9 1 ben, to put Boston your shirt today. On. It's the worst. Uh, we do need to mention Magic today saying if he doesn't get a big signing in the next two off seasons this year or next year he will step down as gm good move bad move what do we think about that putting himself on the clock i i think that it's it's all posturing he knows that paul george is coming and that his argument is that when paul george signs that's a big fish that he's kept his job I, I just think that this is something that he's i don't, I don't know what so what you would take, possess him to do it you take that to mean that he knows something Oh, I yeah. expect that answer no. from Vic. No. I like that. Yeah. Well, that was my you, answer. He, yeah. abs- he absolutely <laughs> knows. I, I say 95% because there's always a chance at the last minute that somebody can change their mind. But you think 100% that he but I, thinks something. So here's the thing, and this goes to Vic's point earlier. When you have a GM that used to be an agent, mm-hmm. people talk. And so even though he's not allowed to make direct contact with Paul George's people, he knows other agents that have interactions with them and those types of conversations in a roundabout way. Therefore, I think that both Magic and Palenka know that yeah. this is going to happen. And that's why I think that when we pod on July 3rd, it will, this will be two-day-old news. This is going to happen on July 1st. I don't think that anybody's going to wait. This is going to come out right away. So, yeah, I think yeah. he's a big enough fish where he's going to come out and say, this is what I've promised you. Now, I don't understand why Magic would say that what benefit there is to him by coming out and, and writing or having that article written. It doesn't make any sense, but I think that that would be reason enough to keep his job. I love it. Well, it came out because they kept asking him about, everybody's asking now what I was talking about earlier, that if they don't sign anybody, is this a bad season for the Lakers? So wow. that, it, it came out of those t- line of questioning that yeah. he, you know, he came out and said it that. Sounded, but, it sounded very Jim Buss to me, and that's j- why I didn't like it. But here's, here, here's why I think... Uh, put on your tinfoil hats again. Oh, oh yeah. Shorten the why, story. We're 50 minutes in. Yes, thank you. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, why magic? Why uh, both both of them are coming? Because he didn't say free agent. He said free agents. Ooh. Yeah, but he said over the next summer. two years. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so to me, that means that he's not sure about LeBron and that you know that class of 2019 with Kyrie Irving, no. with Kwame Brown. Uh, I think. I, mean, I think he's saying. Kwame Brown. I I personally think he's <laughs> saying. Brown. He throw in he's throwing in next season because of tampering charges. He doesn't want to be anywhere near tam. So if he would have said, if we're not bringing in two free agents this year, I'm resigning. Oh, yeah. That's totally different than saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to give myself an extra year. That's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's why he said that. Uh, not to fan the flame of LeBron coming anymore, but uh, if you trust Vegas, 
and the odds makers. Oh God, good. the Lakers Don't put any are money down. gigantically favored yeah. to yeah. land LeBron. Oh, so. hugely favored. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's close up Laker talk. Fifty two minutes <laughs> into the show. Good work, guys. Um, <laughs> We're not talking about It's a good Angels. thing we didn't have an interview or something today. Because there would have been an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. The Angels are in fourth place, and uh, they're just frustrating, and I don't want to talk about it. How about the Dodgers? You guys got anything to say? How about a quick uh, 30 seconds on the Dodgers? Um, yeah, they are, what, 29-6 and six in their last 35 games. Uh, Muncie is tied for home really? runs with the team. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. The lead home run with the team. Yeah. They hit five home runs against the Mets in one game. Uh, their bats are alive, and uh, the pitching is doing decent. And, uh, yeah, they're on a roll. Kershaw still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to do that, Ben? This, you know, 29 I'm not, and 6. No, what did you say? Ben. 29 and 6? 29 and 6. 29 and 6, and you got to find something to crap about. I, yeah. no, and I, uh, and <laughs> That's I, amazing. You know what? I will continue to harp on this until Dodgers management listens to this damn podcast. <laughs> and you listens. know what's awesome is, is we were going on the text thread, and I literally started just like all of like Clayton's stats throughout his years, the oh. accomplishments that he's made, the things that only he's done in the end in, 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 in Major League Baseball, and just the amazing, like if he were to retire today, he would go down as one of the greatest pitchers to ever to pitch, never win a World Series. You're to right. ever pitch in Major League Baseball. And Ben has to... I mean, this isn't the first year that Ben... Ben has been doing this for, what, two and a half years now that he's been crapping on... He won't admit yeah. how great, great, you know, Kurt, Clayton... Kurt, the stats don't matter. What he does doesn't you're so, matter. You're so blind. Yeah. <laughs> ben, ben is... Those little lights aren't twinkling. <laughs> no. So, hear me out. Okay. And don't, don't shit on my point until I'm done. <laughs> All right. The Dodgers are 29 and 6. Uh, he has been gone for most of it. He's had issues with his shoulder, or it was his elbow or shoulder, and now it's with his back. He's had all of these issues over the last couple of years from a health standpoint. Why the hell are the Dodgers bringing him back now? Yeah, it doesn't not, make no, that's it not doesn't Kershaw, make all that's Dodgers. No, it's 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 both of them. And that's why I want the Dodgers to listen. Wait, they you're ne- the guy that always says players are too soft. I I yes. But he's he's glass. <laughs> Listen to me. He's glass. <laughs> so you didn't let me finish. No. He's we're listening. Gla- he is glass. You know he's gonna get hurt. Uh, so the fact is, is that from the Dodgers standpoint, because they know he's soft, they shouldn't be bringing him back in July. Because I guarantee you, right now, he's already made one start. I think he went through three innings, gave up two runs, didn't look very good. They're gonna probably pitch him in five days because that's what I read. And I guarantee you that if he's now back in that rotation in August or September, he's going to have a flare-up, and he's going to go out again. And now it's going to be right before the playoffs. You don't want to bring him back right now. Leave his ass out. You're 29-6 and six without him. Just let him sit. You know you're soft. You tell him you're soft, you're glass. Just <laughs> stay home, sit in a jacuzzi, stretch. Right. You know? <laughs> Throw, don't pitch, but just throw off a mound for a little while, just so you remember what it's like to throw a baseball. And we'll come back and we'll see you in September. Isn't there some validity? To no, that? yeah, we talked about this last time. He asked okay. me, should the Dodgers sit him? I said yes. But his whole argument right now is why Clayton Kershaw is not a great pitcher. And what does he do? Oh, he yeah. talks about the Dodgers. No, I'm telling you, that this he's has not nothing a good... to do with the, with Clayton Kershaw. The fact and if is, it is does, that... it's because he doesn't want to come off as soft to you because he hears our podcast. Oh, he's... And he's like, dude, Ben's gonna call me soft if I don't come back and pitch. Uh... I'm sure I don't. That's what I don't. <laughs> We're a better team without him. 
<laughs> we are a better team without him. I, I, I personally that is like think the funniest, Vic, worst Vic, thing you've ever you said. You know what? I changed my mind. I want him this, to come back now. Podcast. I want him to come back now. I want him to get hurt, and I want the, the rotation that we have <laughs> this is a to go in, fan. and I want to win the World Series without his. This ass is a to prove fan. that we don't need him. This is a Dodger fan. You know what? It's been though. Yeah. That, it, yeah. Because what pitcher a... lost the World Series last year? Clayton for... Kershaw. No. You Darvish. Thank you. No. He lost two Darvish. games. Yes. He lost two. Two of the four games that the Dodgers who's lost the, was who's the Dodgers ace? Who's the Dodgers ace? Who came in and Ask, answer my question? Who was the Dodgers ace? Clayton last Kershaw. Season? Who had a four-game lead in Game Four and, or Game Five or whatever it was and decided to blow it twice? Who came in and pitched after you Darvish couldn't go two innings and pitched five innings That's... of scoreless of scoreless baseball in the game seven? He couldn't win it when they counted. That is when it counts. Game seven. <laughs> we would never have gone to game seven had he not blown the game. We would never gone to game season. seven if, if you Darvish wasn't tipping his pitches. Agree to disagree. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Man, I don't know how to score that round. <laughs> Give it to Vic because you're yeah. a pussy. No. <laughs> no, Vic gets it. <laughs> Just because you're making that <laughs> argument wearing a Washington Nationals t-shirt. <laughs> Jackass. All right. I'm just kidding, Ben. I love you. I know you know that. We got to get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. You can find us on Facebook. Our website's guysinshorts.com. Check out the store. Leave a voicemail for us. 562-450-3356. Share the show. Review it with all your friends. Uh, spread the word about Guys in Shorts. And, by the way, get yourself down to O'Malley's on Main. Great location. Vic, you got some news that yeah actually fantastic. uh they're going to be having a dodgers bus go out on july 15th it's a game versus the angels it's oh. 90 bucks it's a party bus you get beer um all you can all you can drink beer all you can drink dodger dogs popcorn peanuts i guess waitresses or he mentioned something of waitresses being that's on the bus i don't know if that's true or not deal. but um yeah 90 dollars. that get, include the ticket to the game or you gotta buy your game. own ticket You're no kidding. i believe that that includes the tickets to the game yeah not positive i'll double check but i believe so we should do that. We'll announce it next ben, week. Any chance you get off your couch? Uh, you don't have to drive. What day is it? It's a Sunday. July oh, yeah, 15th. I, can't, I can't make it that day. <laughs> <laughs> All the better for the rest they're, of us. They're recapping The Bachelor on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. That's why we love you. For Victor Costello, Ben Garcia, and me, Jeff Wilson, we'll see you guys next week. 